You're listening to the Bull Girls Club podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Alicia. I'm Kat. And I'm Tristan. And we're here to teach you how to feel worthy, wealthy, and wild. We're here to slash the stigma and shame around wanting more for your life so that you can finally believe you're worthy of the wealth you desire by taking risks and bold action. Listen up, babe. You weren't made for a realistic life. You were made for an extraordinary life. It's about damn time we spill the tea on our best kept secrets for stepping into your next level self. So it's time to stop being realistic, start taking risks, and rise up into your potential. It's time to take the leap, ladies. Welcome to the club. The Bold Girls Club. Like, I don't know about you guys, but that's one of the biggest motivators is like, I don't want to go down. I don't want my life to end and me to be like, oh, damn, I wish I would have done X, Y, and Z. No, I want to go down and like do it all. Mm-hmm. So it's like cultivating confidence is also just about like realizing that this is your life. Like do it big, do it big, face the scary thing, take the action, stretch your boundaries, because when you do, your life is going to become what you see for yourself in your head and like why wouldn't you want your life to, to be that way? You know, mm-hmm. like that's just straight manifestation at that point. I love that you said that T because I literally wrote the declaration today. I only live a life I love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's sexy. Mm. That is sexy. Mm. Mm-hmm. That made my nipples hard. <laughs> <laughs> my left is always hard though. <laughs> Just the left. Just the left. Just the left. Yeah. Why is it just what's, the left one? The... Occasionally the right, but the left is no. always like ready to go. Huh. I feel like I feel like mine are pretty. I don't know. Maybe the right one is a little overreactive. I, after this quarantine, I'm getting my nipples pierced. <gasps> are you really? I, I want them. I want them to be. I want Talk about to be confident. On, on point like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to hate nipple play, but then one time, I don't even know what happened. Someone like reached up and grabbed it and it was like a whole body response. I'm like, oh my God, new chapter. New chapter (laughs) of my life just started. It's all about the nipple clamps, baby. Do you do nipple clamps? I mean, sometimes. Sometimes. I'm afraid. I can't. Mine are like hypersensitive because of my implants. I'm like, don't come near these things. Like, (laughs) no. breeze goes and they're like boing <laughs> no but i i breastfed for three years straight uh-huh. Uh-huh. like my my three-year-old still asks for it like in the morning if she's like extra tired she still asks for it I, and I, I shoot her down but she still like pull tries to pull my shirt down so like there's nothing there mm-hmm. they're just like flopping around and i'm like <laughs> like there's nothing there. Like they need to be like fucked with. They need to be slapped. <laughs> they need to slap the shit out of them. That's the only thing that works. I'm like, you need Bitch. to squeeze them. You need to twist them. <laughs> like that's the only shit that works for me. Otherwise, like I'm- a speed bag. Just <laughs> let's go, girl. Just get you in the mood. Because <laughs> any any light touches, I'm just reminded of my kid. I'm like, no, that's, that's not, that's not fun. That's not, that ain't sexy. Yeah. That doesn't turn you on now. That's not it. (laughs) The the clamps, the clamps are good. Making me so grateful. I'm not a mother right now. Oh, you're a saint cat. 
I don't know how you're a true saint. It it is what it is. I do it. I love them. Yeah. And I I didn't I didn't plan for it. So Mm -hmm. you know if it happens, I had a I had a fucking scare the other day. And I'm like, I made my boyfriend go to the store and I'm like, you need to get a pregnancy test. I'm like, don't buy the expensive ones because they all do the same thing. Just get the cheap Mm. generic shit. Like, I don't care. I don't need the digital whatever. And he comes back with like the nicest one. I'm like, you got scared, didn't you? You wanted the surest (laughs) shot to make sure that the results were accurate, didn't you? And he's like, I'm not fucking around. (laughs) Literally followed me into the bathroom. And I'm like, okay, listen, this is how boundaries get created right here. I'm like, doorway, that's for you inside that's for me <laughs> but we're good we're good long story short we're good the right, vacant right. uterus oh my god yeah. that's so funny T, because i had a dream i think it was two weeks ago that i was knocked up Oof. and then the dream progressed from being knocked up to adopting a baby and it, but it was blonde it looked just like me and then eddie had the same dream hmm. no. not like not like the exact same but he had a dream the exact same night and we were like oh and then Aunt Flo came to town, and it was fine. <laughs> Shark week happened. Oh, man. Yeah, that's brutal. That's brutal. I get so horny on my period, and I just can't do it. I can't do it. I can't deal. Why not? There's too much going on. Like, I'm like, no, just, it's like the snake thing. I'm like, I'm shedding my, you know, I'm like a snake right now. Just leave me alone. Leave me in my corner. Throw me some treats every now and then. No, at this, at this point. It's it's been fucking thirteen years. I'm like, if I want it, you're you're doing something. Like I don't care if I'm on my period. I don't care. And my last baby, I got my tubes tied. So I'm like, I'm open for business. Let's go, bitch. Anytime. The queen wants it. She fucking gets it. <laughs> he gets it. <laughs> oh I'm sure God. your king ain't complaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell me about that chakra thing you guys did. Cause I remember you telling me about that one time. Oh, the the energetic. Yeah, the, ener- the energetic sex. Yes, tell me about that. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. We we do so much, you know. We just do so much. It's hard to keep track. <laughs> Brag much over here. <laughs> It is That's like it living is the sex is. life we all dream of. She is. It is. She it is. is what it is. It's, I mean, I you're, mean, you're an intimacy coach, so I feel like that's par for the course for you. It's it's been a fucking journey. Uh huh. It's stepping into my my queenhood though changed mm-hmm. the game. It's it is changing the game. Mm-hmm. Like I was so like timid mm-hmm. before this and scared. And like in my shit, mm-hmm. like we can do no energetic sex work in the middle of like playtime. Like that didn't. Like, what was that? Like it was literally stepping into my queenhood, putting on my fucking crown, letting him see me as I fucking am in all my glory and accepting it, and believing that when he said that he saw it, that he actually did. Mm-hmm. Like when he's like, "Oh, you're a queen." Actually, listening to him and being like, "Yep," as opposed to what I used to do, being like, "No, I'm not." What do you mean? What do you mean? Because like, that's what we do so much. We don't that's believe right, that bitch, shit. Don't forget, right? <laughs> Fucking owning it though. 
Yeah. No, it is I mean, so true though. Like when you step into that energy and you have like the sex with your partner just gets more wild. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it also like more. being deserving of, of like crazy amounts of pleasure, like knowing that you deserve that and like not rushing yourself not being solely focused on them. Like women, especially, I feel like it's okay for you to add, like not only ask, but like demand certain things for yourself. 1000%. Oh yeah. Like our bodies are capable of crazy amounts of pleasure. And like just totally. Mm-hmm. I mean, the GG is just the portal of creation. So <laughs> might as well use it. The GG, is that what you call your cooch? Yeah. The Gigi. I call mine my first lady. <laughs> Gigi. The first I royal. I like don't call mine Gigi because that's what we call my grandma. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> no, the first lady, Gigi. I will say that's one thing I haven't done. I ha- I, she doesn't have a name. She doesn't have a name? Isn't that like... Mine's Sasha. That, like, the first thing I should do? Her name is Sasha. Does, yours ha- does Gigi have a name or is Gigi the name, Alicia? Oh, she's Gigi. Oh, okay. <laughs> How did you come up with that, though? That's what I want to know. The Gigi and then, like, Gigi? I don't know. Okay, mm. okay, okay, okay. I think, like, I think of, like, Gigi Hadid. She's just, like, this unhuman goddess and that's what my vagina is so Ooh, I, I like that okay mm-hmm. i like yep. that i feel that mm-hmm. they're the portals of creation use that shit manifest out of that thing they are the port have you guys tried orgasmic meditation before manifestation yes yes oh yeah has it worked for you i've only done it a couple times um i've tried it i got it i gotta just kind of set the intention and really go for it. Cause I was doing it before, but I wasn't really looking at it as like, like, yes, obviously I was thinking about my desires while, you know, you know, mm-hmm. um, but as some attention as well as I think you really just have to focus on like birthing it, like mm-hmm. as you're climaxing or whatever, as you're having the big O as they say, you got to figure that it's like birthing out of that thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Out of that thing. Yeah. That thing. You need to <laughs> practice thing, more. That thing, that thing. Mm, mm, mm. You need to practice more? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's always just a little weird to think about because I usually do it with like launches, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm trying to call in women. And it's just kind of weird to think about like, eight women that I'm calling in while I'm having an orgasm. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know how I feel about this. Just think yeah. about the life that that's going to bring you. Like, take it to the next step. Girl, that gets me hot and bothered. Yeah, what do you exactly. guys want exactly. for your life? What do you envision for your life? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like so much. I'm like, where do I fucking start? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my boyfriend just alerted me to the fact that he envisions us having a private jet and a helicopter. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, daddy, where are we going? <laughs> where are we going, boo? <laughs> I would love a P. Whenever you get that PJ, let's go. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know, girl. Where are we going? Get wherever. I know. I just watched the um, 
Real Housewives of Trails where they where they go to Florence. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm I'm down for that trip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like surrounding yourself with those images though, and mm-hmm. not being like, oh, that'll never happen. But like actually taking it on and be like, oof, yes, on my private jet going to Florence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And feeling that shit in your body. I mean, that's that's the whole point of the orgasmic meditation, right? Is like mm-hmm. meditating on that shit and literally letting the pleasure of having it mm-hmm. pleasure you. Mm-hmm. It's the energy and the pleasure and the feeling combined with climaxing. Well, this is your realm, Alicia. It's totally my realm. You, babe. It's totally my realm. <laughs> But yeah, like if you want those big goals, have the expansive thoughts about them because I see this too. Like people are like, oh, I want to be a millionaire, but then they like trash talk people who are millionaires and like, oh, must be nice. And it's like, well, if you want that, then you can't talk shit about that kind of person because mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to step into that. You can't not be able to create it, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to be a millionaire, you have to stop, start thinking like one and stop shitting on them for being rich. You believe you, you have to believe that you get to have it and to get to expand to that level and celebrate it coming to you. Mm-hmm. If they have it, it's possible for you. And you celebrate it, celebrate it coming to you at some point. You don't have to know exactly when, but just say, yeah, someday soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's part of why I fucking love Housewives and I love Vanderpump and I love watching those shows because it's like just dripping with luxury Mm -hmm. and envisioning yourself in that. And it's not even so much about like specifically, I mean, I have specific visions for what I want for my life, right? But like envisioning yourself in those luxurious settings and just being like, oof, oof, like actually taking on the energetics of it, you know, like that's so important. So important. And plus, like, yeah. Lisa fucking Vanderpump. I, mean. <laughs> I know. She's a goddess. <laughs> I just, her vagina is probably made of gold. It but, she uh, probably has it vajazzled. Vajazzled. <laughs> yeah. Vajazzled. <laughs> Tristan, I do the exact same thing. I, like, love it. And here's the thing, too. Like, we're told as children, like, oh, like, stop with your imagination. It's like, no, you need your, manif- you need your imagination to manifest. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing wrong with pretending. There's nothing wrong with acting as if, because mm-hmm. that is how you end up embodying the person who is going to get you to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's also like not, there's like, the, I don't know if it's a stigma, but I guess it is like a stigma. There's a stigma about wanting that level of wealth mm-hmm. and having it be so different from what either you have now or what you've been raised to have right mm-hmm. and it's like well you're being um what is it like you're being uh like sh- like champagne taste in a bad sense of the word like people say champagne taste and they mean it as like an insult and it's like no like I've got champ. like I was <laughs> my parents always used to tell me they're like oh you have champagne taste I'm like fucking yeah right I do like I Same, know what I've quality had it. is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like I know what quality is. I know what the good shit is. Like I'm deserving of that. I think yeah. that's part of it, you know? Yeah. I think that's true. Like our parents and the word that where the way they were raised is there's a lot of guilt and shame around wanting more or asking more for your life. Mm-hmm. Right. There's like, there's that stigma that like, 
wanting more is greedy or selfish, which isn't true. No. It doesn't have to be true. Mm-hmm. Money is, it's an amplifier. I like to think it as an amplifier. It doesn't make or break you. It just amplifies who you already are. So if you're a shitty fucking person, money is just going to make you more shitty. <laughs> Period. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. If you're a good, soul-hearted entrepreneur that wants to make an impact and make an income and you don't have to pick one or the other, you can have both. There's no reason why you shouldn't get paid for not only doing what you love, but monetizing your gifts. I see that too. There's, especially in like the spiritual soulpreneur community, they have a hard time monetizing their gifts because they feel guilt and shame around earning money for it. It's like, mm-hmm. bitch, you're doing what you love. Like, how beautiful is that? Like, you don't have to go to a job where, that you hate to make money. So mm-hmm. monetize that shit and do it shamelessly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because by stepping into our gifts and stepping into our queenhood and letting, just allowing our, our fucking royalty to shine through and accepting it, we're rising other people up. We're showing people that it's fucking possible and giving them the permission to rise too because we chose ourselves to see that it's possible. Mm-hmm. It's a ripple effect. It'll, it dripples down into the collective. By us wanting more for our lives and stepping into that expansion, we're paving the way for other women to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's also like changing the identity that you give to money though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's not just your relationship with money. It's like how you view it, how you view wealth. And it's like, how often do you hear like, oh, money is like evil. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? That's like saying my car is evil. It's like, what mm-hmm. the fuck are you talking about? Don't make no sense. You know? It only has the meaning that we give it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at it as energy, it takes the pressure off. Mm. Yeah. Explain more about that. So if you're looking at money as energy versus you're looking at it as something that you need to hustle to create, it literally takes the resistance away. Mm. Like, let's think about that for a second. Like, if you feel like you have to hustle, it feels like it's a lot more out of reach. But if you focus it on as much as if you focus on money as energy, it shortens the timeline. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Sure. So it's like it's energy. Obviously, there's energy plus action, but I think energy is more important than practicality because once you get into the focus and the intention and you have that belief and then you add the action, it comes so much more easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then for me, it ties it all together because I couldn't, I couldn't even fathom the idea of being deserving of the money that I wanted until I started seeing my worth and then until I started seeing myself with a motherfucking crown on my head. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, I, I thought that Viewing myself as a queen meant seeing other people as less than, but it doesn't. It, it doesn't at all. And until I realized that and, and had shit and started seeing value in fucking everything, 
it wasn't until then that I could see like how money was just an energetic exchange and everybody gets to enjoy that if they choose it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But part of that exchange is like being, having the mindset that you're deserving of receiving it. I think that's the biggest, one of the biggest blocks. Mm -hmm. It's belief and work first. Yeah. Then action. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So many women just don't believe that they're deserving of like making the money that they want for themselves to create the life that they want. And where the fuck does that even come from? It needs to fucking end. We need to light that shit on fire. (laughs) And if you really look at it, it just comes from outside shit. Mm -hmm. Like shit that happened to you, shit that was said to you, shit that you saw. Like you take it back to when you were fucking born and when you were just this little like energetic soul. Like who doesn't think that's fucking worthy as fuck? Mm-hmm. like that's it's beautiful a, yeah that's what we are mm-hmm. it's societal conditioning too because I mean think about it for the longest time and even now I don't even think that women sometimes openly get paid the same amount of money as men so yeah. it comes from societal conditioning I think I looked at a list and it was talking about women's rights in different countries and Oh my gosh, I think Iceland was first, or like the Netherlands was first on the list, and we were down at like number 42. Oh, good. I was surprised to see it, honestly. I was like, huh, interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's still like, and I think we're seeing the rise of the divine feminine, so like the patriarchy, it's going to shift. It's always about cycles. We've gone through a very long season of patriarchy, and I think we're going to start seeing more divine feminine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally. I want to, like, give people that are listening some tips on how to be open to receiving, because that's, like, one of the biggest things that we want to create, like, with the Bold Girls Club, is, like, you're fucking worthy, first of all, worthy of deserving, second of all, the wealth that you want to create and like you get to have a blast and you get to have an amazing life as a result of it. And you're deserving of all of that. So like, how can we help people start to cultivate like more openness to receiving everything that they want? One thing for me, Mm -hmm. before I was able to receive, I had to let go of pride. Mm -hmm. Like, there was no room for holding on to that. Like there, there was this story that I had that I had to do shit for myself and I had to let that go in order to be willing to receive. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that that was even receiving like from myself too. Like not only from others or from the fucking universe just for me mm-hmm. I had to let go of this like weird thing that I had to like look a certain way or be a certain way or come across a certain way just fucking just be okay with being mm-hmm. let go of all the dumb shit mm-hmm. so letting go of pride was a big thing for me for sure I think I think for me like in order to receive, it's about recognizing that what you're 
giving is of tremendous value. Tremendous value. Whether that's your friendship or your love in a romantic relationship or if you have a business, like whatever you're offering. And that comes down to believing you're worthy. And like when you believe you're worthy, you're an, you're an open vesicle. You're like, all right, all right, cool. Drop it on me. You know, like I'm ready. Give it to me because there's nothing in between you and believing that you're worthy of that receiving. If your self-worth is like top notch, you know? Yeah. I'm honestly kind of with you Kat about the pride because mm-hmm. like for me, I've always been very independent. Like everything I had done was I've done it myself. Right. So asking for help, not a shot. Receiving help, not a shot. I had to create it myself. So that was something I had to drop too, was the pride. That was a big thing, was the pride. The other thing I had to drop was the shoulds and feeling like my life had to look a certain way or my business had to look a certain way or I had to be doing things this way or that I had to fit into this box. And I say, fuck the box, burn it down burn that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The most liberating day I think I had in my business was the one where I was like, you don't have to fit any mold or label. You get to be this, this, a little bit of this. And that's what makes you fucking magical. Mm-hmm. And just owning all that and owning my uniqueness and not feeling like it has to look a certain way. And like being like, okay, yes, I am deserving I'm owning my bigness. I'm owning my desires. I do get to have it all and it's okay to have it all. Mm. And it's giving myself permission, which that's a liberating day. <laughs> Cause sometimes we, we've been told our entire lives that we need to wait for permission to do something. And we spend a lot of time waiting. And sometimes we just have to give it to ourselves. Give it totally. to yourself, queen. Give mm-hmm. it to yourself. Put the damn crown on yourself, baby. <laughs> Straighten that shit. Mm-hmm. Shine it up. <laughs> it all comes fucking back down to self-love and mm-hmm. seeing your own damn value. You can't mm-hmm. rely on anyone else to do that for you. And yeah. you can't think that other people are better. And you can't think that you're better. You just have to see the value Mm-hmm. your value just all of it yeah I think it's a perspective shift too because if you ask yourself all the reasons why you can't receive you're going to get all the reasons why you can't but if you ask yourself all the reasons why you should and you're deserving and you get to have those things you'll get all the reasons why you can so just mm-hmm. asking yourselves better questions mm-hmm. yeah Yeah. And something I like to play with too, like with my clients is, you know, if getting to that point of, but what if that were true? If getting yourself to that point is too big of a leap because you've been living in, it's not true. It's not true. It's not true for so long. Okay, great. Make a list of all the reasons why it's not true. Now that you have those reasons, write a list of the exact opposite and find evidence for why that's true. Because if you can find evidence for why it's not true, I guarantee if you try hard enough and you sit down and you really put your mind to it, you'll create a list of why it is true. So it's like if just sitting with it and energetically trying to shift feels like too big of a hurdle, okay, cool. Play with the evidence. Mm -hmm. 
make mm-hmm. a list of why that shit is true. Try it on, you know. That's a really then, strong exercise. Yeah, and then from that point, like, embody that. You now yeah. have a blueprint of the exact, like, antithesis of everything that you're trying yeah. to no longer embody, so you can shift that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Like we were talking about before, it came back to celebrating my little wins. Mm-hmm. That's how I started. I was totally going to say that, Kat. The little wins. It's true, yeah. though. We don't celebrate ourselves enough. Mm-mm. We worry about these long ass to-do lists and then we beat ourselves up for not checking anything off the list. It's like, have three things that you need to get done and then go fucking celebrate yourself for doing it. We focus too much on all the things we're not doing and all the things we got wrong. Yeah. It's like Mm -hmm. the picture. It's like staying in the big picture too much. It's like sometimes you need to focus on the details too, especially when you're celebrating yourself. It's like, bitch, I got the, I made the bed and I did mm-hmm. emails and I like wrote this thing and that's good for today. Yeah. Big picture. Mm-hmm. Those things are all going to contribute, you know? Yep. But the little details you get to celebrate and that's super important. 100%. You forget to do that. Mm-hmm. When I had my baby, I celebrated when I brushed my teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, queen. Like literally I had, I had to start fucking little. Mm-hmm. I had to start so fucking small. And it and it's it's almost comical at the beginning. It's like really like but it's like yes. Mm-hmm. Because some things like you just don't get to and it's okay. I just started taking regular ass showers on the regular. I'm like it's a win. It's a fucking win. <laughs> yes. 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 But it's like we were saying before, it's a fucking ripple effect and you start celebrating bigger things and you see more things. Mm -hmm. When you start celebrating like the dumb shit that you're like, what the fuck? Okay, fine. Mm -hmm. You start to see more things that you can celebrate that you're like, okay, well that, now that is worth celebrating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you're looking for it. And those little things too, those, any point that you can recognize and acknowledge yourself, like that only reinforces your self-image more. Cause then you're like, oh shit, I'm actually capable of a lot, <laughs> a lot more than I've been giving myself credit for. Yeah. It's like nobody in this world is going to acknowledge you for every single thing that you do, but you can, your opinion can be the most important opinion. So bitch, go get yourself a damn crown. <laughs> If you're listening, go. Just wear it around the house and pour yourself a Put it on. Mm-hmm. Just look in a damn mirror and see it on you every fucking day because you already have one. Mm-hmm. You already fucking have one. It's already there. You're just choosing to see it or not. Like, mm-hmm. it's very fucking there. Mm-hmm. You can't take it off. What's up, you magnificent queen, you? We have so enjoyed having you stop by for this episode of The Bold Girls Club. And if you are loving this podcast, you know what would absolutely tickle our fancy? If you dropped us a rating and review, some more fabulous females can find us. And if you have a fellow queen who needs to hear our message that all women are worthy of living a life that gives them all the coochie tingles, then share this episode and tag us in it so we can celebrate the folk out of you. Love you, queen, and we'll see you back here for the next episode of The Bold Girls Club.